Hi, I'm Alyssa. I'm Jenna. And welcome to Sincerely Your Best Friends, a podcast about life and advice for people who don't seem to have a best friend or are miles and miles away from theirs like us. We're here to help you and have a good time while we do it. All right, let's chat. Hi, guys. Welcome back to episode eight of Sincerely Your Best Friends. Um, today we're talking about unmendable friendships, what to do in that situation, how to recognize it, and pretty much how to go from there. Yeah. Something we, I'm sure, all have experience in um, and just our tips on it. So let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think like uh, something we don't really relate in our brains when we're like losing a friendship is that a breakup is a breakup, whether it's Mm -hmm. with a friend or in a relationship, your body and your brain handles it the same way. So you need to like recognize that the friendship is going to impact you like I think something we take for granted is we meet people and right away we're like, this person's going to be like friends wise, this person's going to be in my life forever. No matter what, whenever you make Mm -hmm. a new friend, you're thinking that somewhere along those lines. So I feel like friend breakups can oftentimes hit you a little harder. Yeah, because I feel like friends... You have, a, obviously, a different relationship with a friend than a significant other. And your friends see kind of, at least in, like, the beginning stages, like, a different side of you mm-hmm. that, like, they may know more in-depth and deep stuff about you. Yeah. Rather than a significant other that, like, you have guys been dating for, like, a couple of months. Yeah. So I think that's, like, a big piece of it you know yeah I saw this interesting quote that was um basically saying when you meet someone um to form like an intimate relationship with them you're looking at them through the lens of are they the one but Mm -hmm. as soon as you um meet friends you assume that they're the one from the moment that they meet you like you're not looking through that lens questioning the whole time like it's just right off the bat they're the one for you they're the friend like in that moment and it is easier oftentimes with friends to get to know each other and open up like I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of my friends I would I tell them stuff in our first like getting drinks or first getting coffees thing that I wouldn't tell someone I was like (laughs) looking to intimately form a relationship with in the first date or whatever well um I think one of the first times you slept over, you farted in the covers. <laughs> True, so, Alyssa fashion. <laughs> ever since that moment. Yeah, I it feel was like real. I'm just like a very open book. <laughs> and maybe in a relationship. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I did. I, I mean, talked with, about pooping on my first date with Tom. So, yeah. I... <laughs> would be traumatized if I farted in front of somebody. 
<laughs> to this day, I've not farted in front of anybody. Oh, no. A guy. No. Friends, welcome. I do not hold back. Like, <laughs> I I can't. Like, it's, it's just something. I mean, I guess it's something like growing up. You grew up with two brothers, too. But I just, yeah. like, I've never put that buffer on for people. I'm like, yeah. If I have a, if I have to fart, I have to fart. I'm not going to hold it in. Yeah. Why should I get like this big ass stomach ache to make you feel comfortable? <laughs> like, <laughs> why would I force myself to be uncomfortable to make you comfortable? No way. Exactly. Yeah. So but. I've always been like a open book with friends. And I think my mom kind of did that. Uh, like set that framework because whenever I had friends over if they were over more than twice she's like it's your house too like she my mom's not the type of person that's gonna like host for you every time you come over and I don't blame her because I'm not that person either I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm sort of like if you've been if this isn't your first time here help yourself to the cupboard help yourself to the fridge pour yourself a drink I I really don't care but don't like wait for me to do it for you because that's not happening because <laughs> you're gonna be waiting forever you're yeah. gonna be starving i'm like okay if you have opposable thumbs you can grab whatever you want <laughs> and i think like with friends you're not gonna get it's like a no judgment zone i feel like and like they're not gonna like they're not gonna hear that you like littered and like run away right you know what I mean like it's not gonna bother them but in a relationship or like somebody you're trying to get to know like that on an intimate level like you might be afraid to say stuff or be your true self Mm -hmm. because you never know when they sometimes they just like (laughs) something (laughs) switches and they run for the hills but like well, I think I that also like contributes to how devastating it can be to when when you lose a friend mm-hmm. because whatever was the situation that caused the friendship to kind of end mm-hmm. in the back of your head you're like okay, this person knows so much about me and you kind of have that fear like is anything that ever anything they ever heard, anything that they know about me, is that ever going to come back to bite me? Um, I'll give you an an example. My uh, previous roommate, I, I mean, when we met, I was like, this cool, like this girl's cool. Like, I think we could be really good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, we opened up to each other about different situations that happened in each other's lives, whatever. And when things got rough, like, she did not even hesitate to throw that shit back in my face. Ugh. And say shit, like, twist my words that I didn't even say. And, like, that's when you know, like, that is not a good friend. That's not a good person. If somebody, even if you get into a little argument or something, like, this is definitely a red flag. If they throw something back in your mm-hmm. face or like bring something up from your past. Like if you told them something in confidence and they yeah. and they bring it back up against you, you should end that. That's a big red yeah. flag in a friendship. And like going along with 
bringing them into your life, you should know the signs of like, maybe these, this person isn't Mm -hmm. my friend, like not my like type of material, not my friend material. And like, if they're bringing a lot of negativity or a lot of stuff to your life Mm -hmm. and like jealousy, like you can tell when someone's jealous of you just by the way that they act or like bringing things up from the past like they're just trying to hurt you yeah they're not trying to be your friend yeah and I think it's important too to know that friendships can end in a variety of different ways like Mm -hmm. it can be a very toxic blow up type thing it could be a situation that you they loved and you decided it wasn't for you and you stepped away from it could be something that just fizzled out over time Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people um especially at our age like early 20s feel like like if they grew apart from their longtime friends they feel a pressure to continue that friendship even if it fizzled out Mm -hmm. and like I have friends like you and Rachel I've been friends with a long time and our friendships kind of fizzled in senior year into college but Mm -hmm. that was a different type of friendship because I I truly believe like the good type of friendships the ones that are there for a lifetime like those ones come back to find you yeah but I do think there's a sense of like people feeling like they need to hang on to a friendship because of how much time they've already invested into Mm -hmm. it when you might not necessarily be compatible personalities anymore because you change over time. So it's like, you're not going to be the same person at 35 as you were at seven. So if that friend, like if you guys changed like humans do and you don't get along at 35, you shouldn't feel forced to continue that friendship because you've known them since they were seven. Right. You know? And I know this happened with mom a little bit, like her, um, really good friends from like high school. I think when, maybe when they went off to college or like after college when they all started to get married and like have kids, they, their friendship fizzled out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was one of the friendships that was going to be around for a lifetime because, um, in the past maybe five years, they're back to seeing each other again. They have like a little group text, like they take turns, like going to visit each other. And like, they all have like, they're like back to that friendship of when they were younger yeah it's just very easy but it's also yeah um it's just it's just natural it's a friendship that's worth it and I think sometimes the most important friendships being able to step away from them shows you that because friendships take work and you have Mm -hmm. to know that you're both pouring in the same amount of work to the friendship so I think sometimes stepping away from people that you've spent so much time with is kind of needed to evaluate and see like okay not for where I'm at right now is this friendship going to be as strong but down the road like it's a lifetime friendship so Mm -hmm. you can know that you can like really lean into it with that person and kind of take a back seat a little bit sometimes but it's a lifelong lifelong thing with certain people yeah and like it's kind of natural to like have a fizzle out a little bit Because definitely in your 20s, like, you're still trying to figure out you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're trying to figure out them. 
and you're trying to figure out where you're going to end up, like, what? And, like, you're all over the place. Yeah. And, like, maybe that's the time you need to figure out yourself before worrying about, like, another person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's your time to be selfish and Mm -hmm. the people who need or like belong in your life they're not gonna take offense to you being selfish yeah because they're only gonna appreciate that energy reciprocated if they're in the situation where they want to focus more working on themselves but they know Mm -hmm. that they could count on you should anything happen right and that's not to say don't be like a selfish bitch in your friendship to a person. <laughs> I'm saying like if if I feel like we both kind of did it. Like we both could kind of read the room with each other and know when mm-hmm. it was time to just like step away, start pouring into our own cups in order to be a better friend to each other. Yeah. So, I think it's just important to note though like just some friendships aren't meant to be. It's mm-hmm. um people are in your life for what is it like a season or a reason or something like that a reason a season a a reason or a season (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's a lesson or a blessing a lesson or a blessing (laughs) look at you rhyming over there (laughs) i'm just pulling these out of the sky just kidding i knew that all along out of the closet yeah (laughs) you're sitting in the closet So maybe like you're in the situation where you don't know if this friendship is going to go any further. Like how do you handle that? I think you have to like allow yourself to kind of grieve the friendship what it was. Mm Mm-hmm. And step after you're done grieving that process, step into like some gratitude and just like really be able to evaluate that friendship for what it was and understand Mm -hmm. like I'm grateful for this person because they taught me this, this and this about myself. When you get to a place where there's no toxic feelings or anger towards that person or that friendship, I feel like it'll be clear to you whether or not it's something you want to continue to Mm -hmm. mend or if it's something you think it's best to step away from. Do you think like before like officially like having that conversation or like ending a friendship, do you think you need to take that time to like evaluate everything beforehand, I guess, so you don't screw anything up? Yeah, I think it's definitely important to give yourself time, whether it be a week, whether it be a couple months, again, you need the time to step away from it before you talk with that person. But I do think having a conversation with the person is vital because something my dad has always taught me is you can't be mad at people and not let them know why. Mm -hmm. So you can't ghost a friendship, but you need to make sure that you're in a place where you can accurately and clearly communicate your feelings, especially if you're looking to end the friendship, just know what all that's going to come to. But, and I think like if, which this has happened to me, like 
if something bothers me about a person, I mm-hmm. won't tell them mm-hmm. straight up and it would just eat away at me and I'll just be like more annoyed and more angry with the person. Yeah. So I think like if somebody says something that upsets you or does something that upsets you, like you need to tell them. Yeah. And then if they continue to say those things or do things that piss you off and make you upset. Then you can be ups- like really upset with them. Cause yeah. That's – yeah, like what I was saying, my dad says that all the time. It's not fair to the other person if you're mad at them and they don't know why because you're not providing them the opportunity to change their behavior. Mm-hmm. So if you give them that opportunity and then they go against it, that's – a re- like that shows you yeah, that they don't care about your feelings or your best interest and you can go from there. But I mm-hmm. think it is – it's only fair to the other person to provide them the space to change. Yeah. Sometimes maybe they won't realize it. Like if they're right. if they value your friendship as much as you value it, they're going to change. Maybe they don't realize that like them saying this thing upsets you or them doing this upsets you like yeah. And then if they if they want to change, they'll change. But if they don't, bye. Yeah, then you can – I think that also helps you walk away with a little mm-hmm. clearer of a head on the whole situation because you're like, okay, well, I, I communicated with that person. I did all I could do on my end before mm-hmm. they didn't acknowledge my feelings, and that's why I'm stepping away from the friendship. Yeah, especially if, like – I've been really into, like, people matching my energy and, like, Mm -hmm. if you're not matching my energy or on the same level as me, like, I don't care to speak to you or have you in my life. If you're constantly wasting, like, negative energy, if they're, like, full of gossip or, like, just full of negativity and, like, don't have that in your life Mm -hmm. because that's just going to bring your vibe down and, like, your mindset is going to change and like it's just not going to be healthy for right you. and you need to recognize when somebody is wasting your energy and like wasting your mental capacity on bullshit yeah like i think you also pick up on that pretty quickly when it gets to a certain point because people like they might ask you to do something. If you're not ready to jump in your car to do that or make the plans to do that, if you're dreading the plans Mm -hmm. that should expose to you that there's some feeling there that's unresolved Mm -hmm. and you should evaluate it. We come back to the cup situation. You have to know who is pouring into your cup Mm-hmm. and who's taking from your cup you can you're supposed to pour into other people's cups but mm-hmm. it's not supposed to drain you to the point where your cup's empty yeah I just want to know why people put up with so much bullshit with somebody like yeah you know like I can recognize it and like I don't maybe it's just me but like why do people spend so much time on an energy on somebody who isn't going to match that or isn't going to drop anything to come help you, but you would do for them. Right. I think a lot of it comes down to 
either the pressure from how long the friendship has been. You could probably, you could even have pressure from like being in a group of friends and feeling forced. Like, okay, we're a group of four girls. We've always been a group of four girls, but I'm not getting along with one of them, but I need to stay friends with them because we're always a group of four girls, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like those pressures play into it, but I also kind of feel like you and I have done the work to be pretty Mm self-reflective and we can really like evaluate and take things in. And I think it's pretty popular now for people to be doing that. So I hope a lot of people are on like a self-growth, self-reflection journey. Mm -hmm. But I think that problem faces a lot of people who haven't given themselves the time to really know what they deserve. Yeah. So they kind of just take it blindly until they get off that get off that train and hop on the self-growth <laughs> self-reflection bus. Yeah, let me tell you this self-reflection bus, self-growth bus is something. awesome. Yeah, and I feel like if you're on that ride like <laughs> you don't care so much about the flat tires that you might run into (laughs) no that's not a joke that's punny right yeah a metaphor metaphor but I feel like if you're actually looking to do the inner work Mm. when you hit those roadblocks of things that might be ugly to face about yourself Mm -hmm. you know you're in a healthy mindset and ready for this journey when you can look at it and be like what can I do to fix it? If it's not something that can be fixed in a month, a year, what can I do to continuously work on this thing mm-hmm. to be better at? It's like if you're hitting those roadblocks and it's not scaring you, you're not like, well, that's how I am. <laughs> Just deal with it. <laughs> like, I think like, I don't know. I just don't have the energy for like negative people. Which is good. I mean, it's a good thing to realize this young. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who don't really pay attention to it till they're 40 and 50. And then they just end up taking it out on customers and shit because they're miserable, with, <laughs> they're miserable with everything else and everyone else. Or their husband. Yeah. Oh, if God. they're married. <laughs> if they stay married. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But I feel like self-reflection is key and also like you being able to analyze if you like what you did wrong in the friendship. Yeah, that's also like a factor, like definitely figuring out like what maybe they're doing stuff that bothers you on purpose because you do things that bother them. Yeah, or it's a response into what you do to them, you know, like it's. It's easy for us to, like, step away and be like, I'm done with that person. Like, blah, blah, blah. They kept doing this. They kept doing this. But then you're, okay, that's fine. Those are natural feelings to have. But you're not in the position to really, like, embrace the fact that some friendships just end. Mm -hmm. Because you need to be able to look at any relationship that ends. And at some point, whether it's three months, whether it's two years after it, you need to be able to when people ask you about that friendship, be able to say like where you went wrong. Yeah. Cause if you don't, you're never going to grow from that experience 
But it's also, there's sometimes friendships just fizzle out and no one did Mm -hmm. anything wrong. But again, you need to do the reflection to know that. Yeah. I like, I know in my situations, like, shit just hits the fan (laughs) and it's like, there's no fizzling out. It's like, yeah. You're like, I know in one of my friendships, I was there for the person constantly, constantly, constantly. And like, it was just one thing after another and it's just like, oh my God, like get over it, <laughs> yeah. like figure it out. And then it came to the point where I don't know if the shit that she was going through or whatever, like that was fizzling out and then she didn't have any more drama. So then she had right. to pick drama with somebody else like or 20 something year old, yeah. like grow the fuck up. I think it also comes down to there are people who get so used to drama in their life Mm -hmm. that when there's not dramatic situations around them or surrounding them, they don't know who they are without those situations. Yeah. So I think a lot of times some things will switch in their brains to think that the drama is more so like the only thing they have to Mm -hmm. talk about with that friend or with their friends so then when it's not around, they're like, I like it's like almost subconsciously they're like, I don't have anything to talk about unless I'm complaining about something. Yeah. And I think you and I like I think we have a good judge of character. Like we don't <laughs> put up with people who are mean or like people who are gonna put other people down. Like mm-hmm. I know in college, um there was this friend group. And, like, this one girl thought she was, like, the ringleader of, like, the friend group and, like, thought that she could control this person and control this person. And she knew not to uh-uh. not to cross that line with me because I would put her in her place. Because, like, <laughs> I'm not going to put up with somebody disrespecting me and talking to me like I'm, like, five years old. No. And I think you need to recognize in a friendship like that if somebody is – actually trying to be your friend or somebody just wants to be like the ringleader and Mm -hmm. like control the friend group and like have this power and I quote power over people I don't think you've ever been in that situation have you no I am like as soon as I see those qualities in a person and usually I could pick it pick up on it Mm -hmm. rather quickly because whenever I'm meeting someone it's usually around other people yeah. And I can instantly know, like, I'll be civil with this person. Like, <laughs> I'll be a, an acquaintance. But it's never going to go any further than that. But yeah. also, I'm the type of person, if I would see anybody doing, treating my friends with disrespect, I let's just say I might be five foot four, but I would pounce on... <laughs> a six foot tall bitch if she was ever bashing on you or any of my close friends I would I would get arrested for you bitches Mm -hmm. like I don't even care how that sounds but I would see red I don't have any fear when it comes to that (laughs) like if someone was standing there like yelling I don't do with good with confrontation like with authority but if I don't assign an authority to someone and I'm pissed off enough Mm -hmm. forget about it 
Forget about it. I will be... It's getting me heated thinking about it. I know your face is getting red. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also like you have to know as a friend. Like I can't even calculate how many years anymore I have into our friendship and like with Paige. It's just like it's longer than some people have been married. That's just what I tell myself. Like it's boom. It's it's a long (laughs) friendship. Yeah. So. It's different to be able to notice if someone's toxic towards you and, like, kind of likes to have you as their minion. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel you and me and, like, all my good, good friends, we could tell each other, vent to each other and be like, well, you were kind of being a bitch in that situation. Like, we're not going to walk on eggshells around each other. But I think it's important to have friends that can call out things that you're not necessarily seeing. So. That's totally different. But if you have a friend that's just, like, putting you down and constantly, like, trying mm-hmm. to control you, you got to get out of there, bro. Yeah. And set them in their place because them they need to be knocked down a few pegs. You ain't kidding. Mm-mm. And, like, like we said before, all friendships don't end, need to end in, like, a blow-up fight or whatever. Like, right. if you... Which I hope you are mature, but like if the friends mature, like let's be again mature about this situation right. and let's be civil and you say what you say, I say what I say, and like wa- not wash our hands of the situation, but like walk away. Mm-hmm. No hard feelings. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I think people think if something. Um, this goes into friendships, this goes into dating. Like if something bothers you about them and like, you don't think that's going to work out, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to end in a blow up. It can, it can be a civil conversation. And if you both are mature about it, like you guys can move on and you guys have the closure Right. you can move on with your life. And if you're approaching it from, um, like mature standpoint and they're being immature in return that only further proves why Mm -hmm. the friendship might need uh time away from each other but understand the difference between someone being immature and someone just being hurt because sometimes when when we're angry when we're upset like we're gonna say things that aren't necessarily what we want to have said or what the person will want to have heard. Mm -hmm. But if you were just to say like, this friendship's just not working for me right now. I think we need to step away. It's physical. Like, I don't think our personalities like mesh well anymore. The other person could just be like totally immature about it. Be like, well, I think you're a total bitch and list out all these things. Or you could, they could just respond with like, I'm not going to lie. This hurts me. But chances are, if you felt that your personalities weren't meshing, the other person felt that too. Yeah. They can feel it's like I said, it's a lot of work and it's a two way street and they can pick it up on the chemistry as well as you can. So Mm I think just don't automatically assume that being real and honest with someone is going to cause them to hate you and want to jump down your throat. I think it's very natural to assume, though, that 
you're going to be hurt from it and they're going to be hurt from it at least for a little bit. Yeah. But then again, that goes to show the kind of person they are. If like you shouldn't be afraid Mm -hmm. to tell somebody how you feel. Right. And if you are afraid, ding, 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 that's a sign. Yeah. That, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) I think too, I don't know if it's something generationally because we, kind of like our childhood I'd say like up until fifth grade was Mm -hmm. normal with everyone but then fifth grade I'd say everyone started getting like cell phones and I think that steered people away from talking about or being as real and truthful with one another because Now the person has it in writing, anything that you're saying. And people interpret things wrong through a text message. Mm -hmm. So I think you kind of, we kind of had to learn how to approach things maturely in a way that the person could, like it was a uh, effective communication with them where they could understand where you're coming from without misinterpreting it. Yeah. And it's like a tricky yeah, thing. You like, can't read tone through a text message. Yeah, you need to have like an adult conversation like in person. Yeah, definitely. If the friendship has been a long-term friendship, they deserve an in-person conversation about your feelings. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like I've no, I know I've misinterpreted like text messages before. But then it goes like, I don't know how the person who sent it was trying to say it. If right. that makes sense. And I think that comes, though, from, like, the person not communicating their feelings well enough in the beginning. Yeah. Because say this person's, like, unleashing on you, like, kind of dumping their feelings about the friendship all in one text chat. It could have been bottled up for years. And they're coming from a place like, I just need to offload this. Mm -hmm. But then the person on the other end could be like, I didn't know anything was wrong. And this is out of left field. So I think we kind of need to be better, like, all around as friends with just being more honest and open with each other. And Mm -hmm. just, like, not so much, like, worrying about, like, opening about things in your childhood like those are important obviously you want the person to know you but like let the person know you in real time too like yeah you can text people and be like I'm not okay right now like I'm not looking for sympathy I just like I'm not doing okay and as my friend you should know like yeah or I think even going to other friends and knowing if another friendship is fizzling out, go to your best advice friend and talk to them about it mm-hmm. and just get a that talking about it will only get you a clearer headspace on yeah. the situation, but don't bottle it up and then offload on the person in three years. And then, yeah. Cause that's just not going to end well. No. And I think if you go and talk to, like you said, one of your advice friends, like they're kind of, looking on the outside of the situation and they can say maybe like, well, you may be doing this that could be triggering that. 
Yeah. And could be telling you, like, maybe you need to work on this. Yeah. But you also have to be open to that. Mm -hmm. Like, I know in my situations, like, if you are going to say something to somebody that bothers you, you better be ready for them to come back in defense mode and, like, say things, well, you did this, this, and this. Yeah. Like, you're not a perfect person. Like... Yeah, you have to be ready to hear stuff that you don't necessarily want to hear. But also the tricky thing with that is, like, you don't know if the person's just saying that. Yeah. Or if it's, like, honest feedback. Again, that just kind of shows the importance of just, like, being honest from the jump Mm -hmm. and being able to communicate. Because if, like, if you got in a fight with a friend but all along you knew, like, a couple things that bothered them... You'd be like, okay, this isn't really out of left field because a year ago they told me that this bothered them and I didn't really devote to fixing it or it's happening again and I can see why they're frustrated. I think if we were just honest with each other more, like in general, those things Mm -hmm. wouldn't build up as much. But, you know, it's just, I guess, human nature. We just kind of... And, like, I've seen um, with some of my friends, like, one of my friends in particular, um, she's friends with this girl, and she's the type of person that, like, brings your vibe down, like, is mm. you're constantly spending this negative energy towards them. And, like, she'll say things like, you know, I really don't like when you talk to me like this, or when you did this to me, you made me feel like blank and the person would immediately go in attack mode and like come at her about what she did or if she's a, she's a horrible friend or like something like that. And like in that situation, you need to recognize like, Mm -hmm. that's not a good person. No, like, and you really need to dial in and kind of see like, is this person really bringing joy to my life or Mm -hmm. are they just bringing a lot of negative and toxic things into my life right and like when is the last time gonna be the last time Mm -hmm. you know what I mean when is your last straw with this person and you need to reflect and like cut them off like it's just not you have to learn the difference between someone being defensive and hurt between someone blatantly being hurtful towards you yeah and that's sadly something you only gain through experience with it but again like if you're in a place where you know yourself well enough you pick up on people's energies really quick like yeah I know that they're like I have met people that other people are obsessed with and I'm like yeah, I, mean, no. I don't see where the obsession is coming <laughs> from because I I'm, can see right through. Yeah, exactly. And again, that's not my story. It's for everyone else to figure out. But I know that I don't want to devote time with that person. Yeah. You know, but I think, too, if you have friendships that end in an explosive way or end where you guys aren't necessarily on the best terms, Just know, like, you deserve good friendships and you deserve good relationships. Mm -hmm. And, like, whether or not 
Like, don't let the loss of one friend make you feel unworthy of good friendships and good relationships, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, to put a positive spin on it, like, maybe one lost friendship will open the door for a new, greater friendship that's going to bring you a lot of peace and a lot of joy in your life. Yeah. And, like, this goes into situations like um, I'm helping one of my friends kind of get through a breakup, and I'm, like, she's really upset about it, as somebody should, and, like, she's like, well, I regret this, I regret this, and I was like, and she was like, I wasted so much time, but I'm like, you can't look at it mm-hmm. in a negative sense about wasting time or all of the negative aspects of the relationship. You need to look at the positive mm-hmm. and see what, how did this person make my life better in this situation? Or how did I grow as mm-hmm. a person from being in this situation they were here for a reason and what was that reason yeah like you need to be able to look at the negative things and pull the lessons from them not necessarily like that it was a complete waste of time or Mm -hmm. like just a total garbage type of years down the toilet you need to be able to look back at okay like there were these negative qualities of the friendship, of the relationship, there were these positive qualities. What did it all teach me? Because Mm -hmm. that is only how we grow as people is being able to reflect on how you were and how, how the whole situation made you grow. And if you're not able to do that, you'll be stagnant because you're only going to keep getting into the same situations and you're not going to know how to handle it. And you're not going to be doing the inner work to get past it. So you have to be able to be like, yeah, it like it ended badly. I'm I'm upset and I re- I regret these things. Mm-hmm. But you need to be able to be like, okay, well, it showed me that I'm not the most patient person, and maybe that's something I need to work on before yeah. I get with someone else and mm-hmm. get in a um, bigger relationship. You you just have to be able to like know what you're devoting to the friendship, but also what other people are able to learn about you in it. Yeah. And like, I think, like you said, learning from the experience, like if somebody is walking all over you and like you can kind of see this pattern with friends, Mm -hmm. like you need to reflect and be like, why am I letting this person treat me like this? Why am I constantly letting this happen to me? Yeah. And a lot of times it's because you have unresolved, like, relationships or friendships that have traumatized you in that way. Yeah. And forced that characteristic out of you. Yeah. And I think, like, something that would help tremendously is, like, yes, a friendship ends, but don't hold a grudge Mm -hmm. towards that person and, like, say your piece, whether you write them a letter and burn it or something and right. or never send it, kind of say what you want to say and then let it go. Yeah. And move on with your life because you're not going to want that kind of little thing in the back of your head, like constantly bringing this person up or like 
thinking of things that pissed them off, which is going to make you in a bad mood. Like there's no reason to keep that energy around. Yeah. That's actually something I realized. Like I grew tremendously. And like, I remember in high school, like if you were mad or you were in a fight with someone and say you called it quits, like you were just acquaintances and like Mm -hmm. our school is pretty small. So it's, noticeable when someone like is really good friends and then they just become acquaintances but Mm -hmm. I would realize like people would that was like the topic of conversation and people would try to bring it up around you and be Mm -hmm. like oh I saw blah 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 was doing this and I think like now like being able to look at that and be like okay like that's cool like good for them Mm -hmm. but then not giving any more energy to it yeah that's something that you need to be able to, to like get to. Yeah. Because I think those people who are saying that stuff to you try to get a rise out of you mm-hmm. and then like want to spread something like, well, Alyssa said this about yeah. Jono. Like, or they're trying to like fish for yeah, like fish your for anger information. and yeah. all that. And I think you just, you need to get to a place where that's resolved before people are bringing it up. And if it's yeah. not, just be able to be like, I don't want to talk about that right now. I don't want yeah. to talk about that person. So just let it be. and Find let's... a different thing. Yeah. Because it can be such a vibe killer, too, if you're out with friends and you're just like, bro, not now. <laughs> just like, Please. let's continue to talk about our our plans to travel to Europe or something like yeah it just I think it ultimately comes with a level of um maturity in the person Mm -hmm. either you or the friend and like we're 20 something years old like you should know if somebody is mature or not and you should know Mm -hmm. if somebody like needs a lot of growing up to do yeah and like maybe you don't understand that or find that out right out the gate but like I think if you hang out with somebody a couple of times you kind of get their vibe and you kind of see like what level they're at and like maybe you don't stoop any lower in that friendship with Mm -hmm. them if they are kind of immature, if that makes sense. Yeah. And especially if it's a new friendship, there's nothing wrong with just being busy when they yeah. ask you to do stuff. <laughs> being busy. <laughs> I mean, that you can be honest and be like, I don't like if it's a new friendship and they're like, let's go to the mall. You can be like, I'm just not really feeling like we're we're gonna be that close (laughs) you could do that damn you're not going to so you can say oh i'm busy i'm gonna be busy for a while (laughs) that's so toxic i'm gonna be busy for the next 10 months (laughs) yeah don't do that but i guess what i'm trying to say is like if it's a new friendship it's way easier to fizzle out from and pull yourself back from yeah it's a longer friendship. It's a conversation that needs to take place if it didn't end in a big blowout. Yeah. Sometimes the big blowout happens because of that conversation. True. Just be. Use just your best ex- judgment. Yeah. Expect Although, it. 
if you're in this situation, you don't got good judgment anyways. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it happens to Just all jokes. Of us. Just jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just you got to be able to expect the person to respond from all angles. Yeah. And it could end really bad. It could end pretty, am- what's it called, amicably? Oh, yes, amicably. That's a big word. It could end <laughs> that way. So if it ends that way, like, that's great. And you're walking away knowing, like, okay, we're cool. It's just not working out for us yeah. right now or working out as friends. That's fine. We did what we could do. If it ends in a big blowout, know usually, like, the person... <laughs> responding with all that anger is coming from a place of hurt but also when they go to do some self-reflecting they're probably gonna regret the way they reacted yeah or the way that they treated you yeah so if as long as you leave the friendship knowing you've done all you can do yeah then i think just give yourself the time to grieve the friendship because i think we just like expect a lot of times to be like, I'm done with that friend. Life goes on. But then again, it comes up. Those unresolved feelings will come up in any of your other friendships and any of those endings. So give yourself time to grieve like the things that you did, the really good times you had. Mm -hmm. Evaluate the bad things and the reason it ended. Be able to look at the situation and understand how you contributed to the end result. Mm-hmm. And just Learn. be able to come from a place of gratitude for that yeah. moment and that person in your life and what it taught you. Yes, and learn learn from the situation mm-hmm. and grow from the situation. We were just thinking the same thing. I was going to say <laughs> identify what you need to to move on. <laughs> yes. Think of the positive. If you need to dwell on it, dwell on it for an hour and move the f*** on. Yeah. And then – A good thing, too, is just assess your other friendships. Mm -hmm. Like, know if you had this type of friendship that was ultimately ending, your mental state and everything was probably pretty focused on that. Mm -hmm. So after you get to a clearer head on things, like, be able to assess where all your current other current friendships are and be real with them. Be like, you know, I've been a shitty friend the past couple months it's because I was going through something with blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm doing the inner work to be a better friend towards you. If they're really healthy friendships, then great. You just move on, but be able to assess your other friendships after that other one has died down. And then also just don't, don't let anyone ever make you think that because the friendship with that person ended badly or a toxic relationship ended that you're unworthy of ever experiencing happy happiness with another person mm-hmm. again. You could have had a friendship that you were so freaking happy with in, in the good times end terribly. And that doesn't mean that you don't deserve another friend that's going to make you that happy again. Yeah. No matter what the person says to you when they're upset that you're ending the friendship or whatever. I think you said it all, Alyssa. I think that that was good. That was a good episode. That was good. I'm speechless. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) That is the end of unmendable friendships.
And this is episode eight, so we only have two more for the first season. And then yeah, we're going to have a little brainstorm content summertime hiatus. And we'll be back with season two. Hell yeah. After that. I'm hoping I'm going to manifest this, put this out in the universe. Season two, I really want merch. I really want a trucker hat with SYBF like on it. Yes. I want a sweatshirt. We we could cook something up. I also, we will have to work on Tom creating a form for us to put in our bio for people to... Right, and if they want to be a guest on our little podcast, mm-hmm. but you have to put in there what you would want to talk about. So we'll have that, and hopefully season two will have a lot of interviews, questions, all that yeah. stuff. Hell yeah. That's all um, she wrote. Don't forget to um, follow our new Facebook page. Um, yeah, shout out another... to Jenna for all the social media stuff. Hey. It's, all, it's looking We're kind of so getting a new little... Uh, Spin going on Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, follow our Facebook. We're working on a website as well. Um, Working on that form. Follow us on Instagram. Tag us when you listen. Yeah. Send us, send us topics or questions that you have because we'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, follow, like. I say subscribe, but what are they subscribing to? Like, (laughs) (laughs) this isn't YouTube. I don't know. So, yeah, like, follow, subscribe, share, tag, share, comment, (laughs) do it all. Do it all. And we'll see you next week. Bye.